And he's missing more than just your body. podcast this is level 62 Juan's not here because he had a baby we are back we had a week hiatus I was sick Derek was sick Josh was working Juan was birthing. I was and I was sitting here in front of the computer Josh was waiting for us to sign on I thought you were doing your Neptunia review well but then but yeah but I was still in front of the computer he was ready to podcast he was ready to podcast but you were doing something else sure if that makes you, if that makes you feel better about it sure it, it does make me feel better okay um but uh, Juan and, uh, was birthing, and he um, is still birthing. Ooh, that <laughs> bad usage of word. Um, uh, baby's out, fine, alive, and <laughs> watched. I don't. Uh, I'm not good at English. Englishing, or you know, trying to be not <laughs> offensive. Um, but we're back. Uh, how have you guys been doing? Uh, I'm almost not sick anymore, so that's a plus. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, what do you say we get into it with? You never you, you didn't give Josh a chance to. He said good. Oh, I'm good. I, okay, I thought maybe you wanted to elaborate, but no, nah, there's nothing to elaborate about. I'm just good. He had a good Royal Rumble, so he's happy this week. Yes, Roman did, Reigns did didn't win, that? so I'm good. <laughs> Why okay. does everybody hate him so much? I feel like I feel for the guy. He's always getting booed every time I watch. And then I'm like, I don't know who this guy is, but I feel bad for him. And that makes me like him. And he's got a cool punch. <laughs> we'll have to we'll talk. We'll have to talk about it later. That's a whole nother show. And it was so, you know, his name, like, like the whole Roman Empire thing. That's really clever. Cousin Roman. <laughs> Cousin Roman. Let's go. Bowling. Big American cities. I have a buddy named Nico uh, that he's a guy I DJ with and. We were at a rave and I was really drunk. And um, I feel like this is I how all out. of your stories start. Yeah, and I was really drunk <laughs> and I was like, "Cousin Nico, big American titties." And so that just that was years ago, and he's still cousin Nico. I'm cousin Shane. Everybody from like his crew were like, you know, cousin Jordan and everybody, and we just loved big American titties. I feel like one day we'll make it more than five minutes without you getting inappropriate. But Excuse today is not me. that day. Excuse me. This is this is this podcast is marked. NSFW. Is yeah, that doesn't mean it has to be. What? It's after dark. <laughs> That's because right. there's like the occasional swear or something like that. Not like, I don't know. Just, just Let's just go on. Oh, that's part um, of the course at this point. Yeah. Well, let's go on. And um, unlike EA, who is not going to be going on with the E3 conference, uh, they announced today that they're going to be leaving the showroom floor uh, in favor of EA Play events. Uh, they're going to be in LA and London. And it's going to be open to the public. Um, uh, let me see if I can pull up their schedule. But basically what it's it January, is. It's June 12th to 14th. Uh, it will be both in Los Angeles and London, actually. Um, planning to bring and announce new games. They're going to bring demos, uh, competitions, and let not just the press go hands-on, but the fans as well, actually. Which is very different from the general E3 uh, convention. It's pretty much what Nintendo's been doing, right? Was yeah, Treehouse but open it, to this, the seems, this, this sounds like it's like going to have a bigger... like live aspect though than the nintendo like nintendo kind of has like some stuff at best buys and stuff like that but this sounds like it's actually like a big like you know let's just invite people into this huge place to play our games rather than like go to your local best buy so this is almost this this is less less uh you know attainable for a lot of people but for people in the la area i feel like it's a great idea for ea because that also means that it's only ea's titles that are front and center they don't have to worry about any of the other uh any other any other publishers games or any other announcements because this is before e3 is even happening so i feel like i feel like from a competitive standpoint it's it's pretty genius i i and i but also similar to what nintendo's been doing for years but but also smart i think and then i remember um, when the vita came out sony had like pop-up shops too where they had just like a ton of vita units for people to play what's the vita (laughs) what good question (laughs) is that a cold play album (laughs) i um, uh, every year, Mega Sixty Four has their Todd and Aaron Video Game Awards, and this year, the joke that they've been continuing it's like best Vita game, and then it's just <laughs> them like not saying anything. <laughs> um, do you think that the showroom that E E three has just pretty much turned into press conferences, and there's not really a whole lot that goes on the showroom floor per se? I feel like Josh is the only one that can really answer this because he's the only one that's been there. I was asking well, I mean, Derek. I mean, a lot still happens, even if the press conferences aren't there. 
I mean, the weirdest thing, though, is EA was always the one that had, like, the biggest booth. Like, I swear that their booth alone took up, like, a fifth of the hall that they were in every year. Really? And it was usually right at the entrance. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, which companies are able to kind of capitalize on that space and have a bigger presence. Like, if another big publisher is going to kind of take their spot or if that's going to mean a lot of the smaller companies aren't all going to have to share one tiny cubicle like at i think it was atlas nis and uh idea factory are all just kind of shoved into the same little cubicle as a matter of fact i demoed uh i demoed amnesia and hyperdimension neptunia 3 at like the lunch tables like they just brought their personal vitas Seriously. and i'm like hey here's our here's our neptunia demo so so now yeah. there'll be more room for others is what you're saying best case scenario Either that or Activision is just going to take their spot. <laughs> yeah, they're probably going to buy it out. Um, I hear they're going to double down on uh, the available Skylanders, so they'll need all the space to show all their damn toys. Yeah, they'll have they'll have their old space for just Activision television shows and movies, and then the old EA space will be for Activision games. They got to show off all the Skylanders like food and cereal and stuff that they announced a few weeks back. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. Huh. I don't know if I'm disappointed or disgusted. Well, I don't know. Like crappy licensed cereal usually tastes better than actual cereal. I can't eat cereal. It's not in my religion. What are you the talking about? The only cereal about? I ever Did ate was just... the Ninja Turtles and the Pokemon cereal. Yeah, those were good. Those were good. Okay, I'm a big Count Chocula fan myself. <laughs> I had Do they have co- Count Chocula in Ca- Canada? Uh, in, in October, yeah. <laughs> so October is like my favorite month because it's so tasty. <laughs> 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 is that... Is... Is that the nickname you have for your fiance's vagina? <laughs> October. I think the brings a whole new meaning to the October surprise. Oh my god! I think the silence just said it all. I actually so just it- laughed. I started my own. I started my own appropriate gaming podcast. Boring cast. <laughs> <laughs> Where they stay within an hour. Because <laughs> there's nothing start, to talk about. And start at seven. So, uh, Josh, you're you're a Mortal Kombat fan. I would say I like Mortal Kombat. So uh, WB um, seems to have like a fucking problem with the PC market because they are completely abandoning Mortal <laughs> Kombat X. Did Batman um, ever come out? Um, it uh, it did come back, but uh, it, it was yeah, still it came back, and I heard it was fixed pretty well. No, it, it it was fixed more, but it was still it was still really problematic. Uh, there was, and they just decided to stop fixing it. They actually were giving they were giving people who bought the game refunds up until December thirty first of last year, so six months worth of refund um but uh, i was looking into it and um they just don't like the pc um when um mortal kombat x came out um the entire game didn't come out at once and to get the like you would buy the full 60 dollars game and to get it you'd have to download it in these packs that were advertised as dlc so a lot of people thought that you had that you paid 60 bucks and had to like buy more dlc but you'd have to download like the game in chunks which seemed really um uh, really weird, but um, they're just cutting Mortal Kombat X out. They're um, they're not going to update it anymore. Um, the next um, the next DLC pack is not coming to PC at all, and Mortal Kombat XL uh, isn't coming at all either. And they're probably not going to fix the net code that has been like a huge problem. What is it with WB and just fucking hating the PC market? That's that's crazy. Like uh, they have, I mean, just cause. Three was the last big release that came out that, and that's buggy all around. But what what is their problem with the PC market? Do you, have, do you guys have like any like inference on this? Or well, the only thing I could think of is just what happens with a lot of third party games where they develop it with one particular system in mind and kind of just put all the other ones on the back burner and try to port it over. And for whatever reason, it's just not working on the PC. Well, and they the tip the PC ports for. The Warner Brothers games are typically outsourced as well, right? Yeah, but that doesn't so. mean that you know, regardless of if it's an if it's an internal port or something that's being outsourced, like where is the quality? Like, how are these games? Like, how how is Arkham Knight being released in that state? And how is Mortal Kombat X now being abandoned in this state? You know, like that's I, I haven't played the game myself on any platform, but I've heard that it's excellent on consoles. And so, how just to have this disparity between between platforms like it's not fair to a huge core of players i'm trying to find out who did because was it aftermath that did the port the pc port for um batman i don't remember Um, i I don't know their name i'm pretty sure wasn't it the same people who made origins no i'm looking hold on um oh shit uh nether realm no nether realm is the main developer 
No, they did the Mortal Kombat X. So they did their own um, port of the PC version of Mortal Kombat, where Iron Galaxy did the Arkham Knight PC port. Um, but uh, Shadow of Mortal and Mad Max both were done in house on their own. So um, Monolith did the and Mad Max the port the PC version was supposed to be really good, right? It was better than the console. Yeah. So do you, now I don't know a whole lot about the viability of fighting games. You know, you know, I'm just very ignorant when it comes to fighting games. So is Mortal Kombat um, X and XL like a, it's pretty big contender in the competitive fighting league is there any long-term like monetary gains <laughs> from mortal kombat x uh fiddles um fiddles the cat uh, <laughs> i don't think so yeah she, she's getting kicked out but i mean as far as mortal kombat i mean there's money to be made in any like any major fighting game like that but at the same time um compared to like a lot of the japanese ones especially with street fighter 4 street fighter 5 smash brothers with its growing presence like i feel like mortal kombat's still kind of low on the competitive scene but uh speaking of though they did announce that it was going to be part of evo where mortal kombat or where um street fighter 4 is not so maybe i don't know what i'm talking about maybe it's bigger than i'm thinking hmm. but what's the big heavy hitter for evo street fighter and smash right Probably Street Fighter and Smash, yeah. I would say Smash more than Street Fighter because Street Fighter's hype is more that it's a brand new game. But it by the time Evo rolls around, it'll pretty much have just come out, so no one's really going to know a whole lot about it yet. I, and I think I think the the lack of support uh, also comes from the fact that there's an ever infinite amount of infinite hardware uh, uh, combinations that developers on PC try to account for. But oh shit, AMD just is just announced that they're releasing like a um like an open G, uh, GL replacement, like a, a DirectX replacement that um is going to unify consoles and PC game development. <laughs> it's like an it's like a I I I I don't I just read the title and I read some 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 comments on it. But they're looking they're looking to make how developing on the consoles because AMD uh, runs the architecture for two major consoles um and uh. uh so they're going to try to make it um, homogenous between the PC and then PS4 and Xbox One. Maybe that's it. That WB just doesn't want to shell out money to you know provide QA for all these you know infinite combinations of hardware platforms. And do you really think it's like is is fighting games like Mortal Kombat X are are they you know big purchases on the PC? Like, I, mean, I wouldn't want. I mean, I wouldn't want to buy an PC. Not that I know of, but then again, when Street Fighter came out on PC, I think it also had a bigger than expected presence too. So that might be changing. Hmm, hmm, okay. Hey, I'm having some like PC issues. I got to go get my laptop stand. Derek, you're in charge. <laughs> I'll be right back. <clears throat> uh, I love it. I love how prepared we always are. <laughs> as always yeah uh i was really excited this week for and there was rumors for a while and we saw some leaked screenshots at mid last month but activision officially revealed platinum games uh teenage mutant ninja turtles mutants in manhattan did you have a chance to watch the trailer for that no i didn't get to watch it yet it's so good looking i mean like like what was their previous game transformers De- devastation, devastation or something yeah <clears throat> like that that was a gorgeous looking game right like but the the it, it seems like they've taken that cell shading and that style to even another level with this Mutants in Manhattan title, and it looks absolutely incredible in motion. Um, it's supposed to launch this summer. It's hitting 360, PS3, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, single player on one console, it sounded like. It's got four-player online co-op. Um, each character, of course, has their own move set. Teaming up with friends will also offer like gr- group-based attacks that sound really cool. Um yeah, they didn't. They didn't kind of detail too much, but they basically said you'll be battling alongside your brothers through the sewers, subways, and streets of New York City uh, to take down Shredder and Krang's evil organization uh, foot by foot. Uh, each custom combat skill and powerful team combo will save Manhattan from overwhelming dark forces growing in the shadows. So it's. I mean, this obviously the story sounds fairly generic for especially for a Ninja Turtles game, but the trailer is certainly worth watching, and it's. Look like it, it it looks like it's going to be a ton of fun yeah for sure and platinum always delivers with their action games which is why they've earned the reputation that they have so um but you said that it had online multiplayer but they didn't say anything about local did they 
They did not say anything about local. The only, the only, <clears throat> excuse me, the only kind of regard to single, like single player. They said when you're playing on your own, you'll be able to switch between uh, turtles on the fly. But uh, they only specifically mention online co-op, so I don't know that we'll see anything uh, split screen wise. And especially because it is a multi-platform title, like it's being developed for the for the last gen consoles as well. Um, I, I don't know if that will happen, but obviously it it, it sounds per- like a it's a perfect fit for that you know kind of couch co-op title but i don't know that we'll see it but right. you will be they they went on to detail that you'll be taking on like bebop rocksteady shredder um and a bunch of the other iconic uh turtles villains so it looks really cool i know you got to play transformers devastation and you had a good time with it right yeah no it was really good it was a yeah. bit short and uh like light on content but just from and a that gameplay was a, standpoint it was, was really, that really a full good. retail release because i only i'm not sure if this is actually a retail title or if it's only coming out on digital digital platform uh that was retail i think it was it was slightly discounted i think it was like okay. 50 for current yeah, gen it wasn't systems, it wasn't full price and okay. then 44 like xbox 360 okay. and ps3 so this is so this is probably similar um I'm guessing, who knows yeah. kind of what it'll how, how it'll fit lengthwise but uh the, tr- the trailer was unreal. I can't wait to... I mean, when I first saw those screenshots, I was like, wow, this is like a gorgeous-looking title. And uh, it was almost surprising. Like, I, you knew it was going to be great-looking, but you really don't know just how good this game looks until you actually see it in motion. It's really cool. And the it's, it's going to be a good... Um, it's good that Platinum has taken over because the last Turtles game was at Xbox Live. Um, like uh, It was awful, only, right? Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. Absolutely terrible. Uh, Josh... <laughs> Yes. Can I raise you play, my hand? Uh, WWE. Oh, yeah, yeah. There it goes. Um, uh, you play WWE 2K16, correct? Uh, yes. And Derek, did you get it? I did. I just picked it up. Oh, so, nice. So, um, don't get the Future Stars DLC pack. But I want some corrupts, Joe. But it corrupts your universe mode save data. My universe is already corrupted if Samoa Joe's not in it. <laughs> uh, basically, what happens? Um, uh, the pack has uh Samoa Joe, who I don't know who it is um it's funny that he's part uh, of the newcomers pack when he's been wrestling for like 20 years oh. <laughs> um and then uh blake and murphy and los metadors um but when you download the dlc it erases your universe mode um so three months of putting together teams and building storylines and d- doing customized shows and all that stuff gone so don't download the dlc um Have they pulled it or, at this point or is it still or, available go ahead josh I was going to say, or at this point, go ahead and download it if you hadn't haven't started the universe mode like me. Yeah, oh yeah, but um, uh, they haven't pulled it. Two K says we're aware of the issue. Some users are experiencing with universe mode save data. Um, oh, so it's initial- not like a for sure thing. It's like a possibility. Um, it says after initial investigation, we found this issue only affects PS4 and Xbox One versions of the game. PS3 and 360 users will not experience the issue. If you're an active universe mode player on PS4 and Xbox, we recommend waiting to download the Future Stars pack to be fully investigate and resolve this issue. Thank you for your patience. I know that um, um, I uh, I was super far into um, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. I was in the last 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 stretch last stretch, and, and I you downloaded Samoa Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Samoa Joe broke that. Um, uh, no, but this happened with two games. Uh, but I went to go visit my cousins in San Diego for the holidays, and I brought my you know GameCube games and memory cards and all that stuff to you know pass the time. And my uncle wanted to play uh, one of his uh, son's games, and he thought that uh, his son's memory card was in the console, and he started deleting stuff. And he um, deleted my Wind Waker data. And I was in the like the last stretch, like I was doing the going to like the the last couple of islands to get the the last bullshit, and I could had no interest in playing it over again. <laughs> Same thing happened with Bioshock. I dropped my Xbox after a LAN party, and it fucked the hard drive. And I was like like super far into Bioshock, and I was like, I don't want to play that again anymore. So how pissed would you be if you download some DLC and it uh? <clears throat> Like, like, have you guys ever like had that happen to you? Have you like been super far into something and then just all your progress is gone and you don't want to start over? How I made it to the end if- of Final Fantasy VIII like three times and never finished it because my memory card either got lost or wiped for whatever reason. Three times. Yep. So I have just you- decided never to play Final Fantasy VIII again. Haven't? Have you not beaten it? Nope. It, it, made it to Ultimicia's castle. Isn't the isn't the game just like a dream? Like Squall's dead the whole time. That's Spoilers, a fan man. theory, but I don't think that's true. Spoilers, man. 
it's only happened to me. It's happened to me twice, as far as I can remember, or at least it it only it really affected me twice. And they were both Final Fantasy titles, and one of them was also Final Fantasy VIII. And I think that the story was that I my like I might have rented it for a week or something. So I was trying to, and I was also like in middle school or high school at the time because uh, it was I was late to that one. But uh, I was rushing through it too because I only had it for like a short period of time. So I was skipping battles, running away from battles, everything like that. So then when I got to there's one of the first big bosses or something is he's is like the life life a tree. And I believe it's right at the beginning of a new disc, like maybe right at the beginning of the second disc. And you can't like once you're in this certain area right before you fight him, you can't go back. Uh, and my characters were far too weak to beat him. So I just had to stop playing because <laughs> he. I think I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, like he did a lot of like group based attacks and my whole group would be KO'd in like one hit. Um so they were just physically too weak to beat him. And because I couldn't go back, uh, you know, uh, it, it really bit me in the ass trying to rush through this. Uh, the other time it happened was Final Fantasy VII. Sorry, which game I was had... it the first one you were talking about just now? That was Final Fantasy VIII. Oh, oh no, nine. Okay, it was Final yeah. Fantasy IX. Sorry, F- FF9. Oh, fuck. Uh, okay. With the life of tree, yeah. Um, and then it happened in Final Fantasy VII. I had done i had gotten so much like a lot of hours of progress kind of without saving for some reason i think i just couldn't find a save point or something and uh i think that i had to go to school and so i left my console on and when i'd come home like my mom had turned it off and she was pissed because i left like the playstation on all day uh she doesn't understand how important it was and how save points work and i think i even put a note that said please do not turn off very important and she was like fuck that you're a kid and uh <laughs> and, and then you turn into a squid okay <laughs> that remi- actually that reminds me too um there you know how a lot of japanese rpgs have those really long like bonus dungeons where you're supposed to be able to get like really rare items and like yeah. hard fight hard totally. bosses so megan was playing uh wild arms 3 and was in one of those dungeons and then there was like this boss that like had this shit ton of hp and then she left the playstation on for like a month and she was just kind of like chipping away at it a little bit at a time and like used up all of her items and equipment but she finally beat it right and then after she beat it there was like a hidden hundred and first floor with the same boss but like (laughs) harder with like double the hp so she just turned it off and there was no save points in that whole dungeon so that was the reason why she kept it on all that time and then after when she got to the second version of that boss she was like screw it's not worth it anymore and just turned it (laughs) off um you brought up a good point about like switching discs i um again it's my uncle's maybe my uncle's just bad luck when it comes to like game data but um he had a game called colony wars on the ps1 i remember colony wars yeah, the game was fucking tight, and like uh, whenever I was over there, I'd play it, and I was just like crushing through it. And uh, um, uh, I, I had to switch discs, and I was a I was a cartridge kid, so I didn't know what the fuck to do. Like, you, like how do you switch discs? Like, what yeah, like do you, you just do? open it up and when it's yeah, but on I turned the console the I, I turned the console off before <laughs> switching the disc. I didn't know like <laughs> don't laugh at me. I mean, come on, I was a little kid. I was in like elementary school, not even middle school, um, and I. I, what, what do you expect me to do? I didn't know how like like RAM worked. Rapidly. I guess I was just a smarter little kid than you were. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, all that Canadian uh, Canadian schooling. Anyway, um, my big big concern or not concern or complaint with the whole two K sixteen DLC breaking the save data. Blah blah blah. Um, do like do they have like messages of the days in that game? Like if someone were to like start it up, would they say, "Yo, homie, there's an ish." don't download this DLC or are a lot of people going to like still fall victim victim to this? Um, I don't, I do not believe that a message of the day pops up. I also think that the fact that they haven't pulled the DLC, it's probably a rare occurrence in terms of like, it'll only affect PS4 and Xbox one users, but probably, you know, if it's one in however many people and it's not, it's not going to be a case of it happening to everybody. Um, It sucks though. And, uh, and hopefully, you know, hopefully the fix for that is not just that they fix it for future downloads, but somehow it's a patch that fixes the now corrupt save data type thing. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. In any case, it's in any case, it's not great. And I wonder if there is there a way to add like notes to the DLC, like, please you know, because it's got to be something where it maybe it's just too hard to like they can't just remove it or something like that. Um, so I wonder if they could add notes to the actual store page that says there's currently an issue. Like, please wait to purchase unless you don't care about your universe or whatever. Um, I, I know that at least on the 
is it the Xbox or the PS4 where they have to take like a month to like approve anything that goes into the store? I think it's the Xbox. One of them, one of them, it takes a while. Um, So maybe there's like red tape that they got to go through if they pull it or like edit it that there's like it'll take a month anyway regardless of mm-hmm. of fixing it um hmm. i would be pissed but you know i feel like the responsible thing is to take it down but that doesn't seem like it's gonna happen there's it's it, it's got to cost them a lot of fucking money to do that a lot of money uh you know what doesn't cost a lot of money playstation plus free games in february cost 50 dollars a year yeah it's not it's 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 not free man <laughs> Helldivers, Dom Galaxy, Persona 4, Grid Autosport, Lemmings Touch, and Nova 111 are coming out. I'm excited for Helldivers and Persona 4. Not just Persona um, 4, but Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. Yeah, I don't know. Ah, oh, it's PS3 only. Fuck! Of course it is. I just need to get a PlayStation 3. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can probably like find them on the side of the road at this point, so it shouldn't be that hard. Yeah, um, but if I haven't gotten around to getting a, a Vita, I'm pretty why am I sure gonna... I see them for like a hundred Canadian dollars, so that's like forty American dollars. So well, PlayStation goes more, or PSP goes more expensive at this point. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, I really like that because because often I, with PlayStation Plus, I feel like we're at the point now where the PlayStation Three titles are consistently better than the PlayStation Four titles because they the PS Four titles are just typically always you know small indie games which isn't a bad thing uh i you know i like indie games but you'll see those larger triple a titles only on the ps3 side it seems like so one thing that i really like is that um obviously with the new backwards compatibility stuff on the xbox any of the games with gold uh games that are released on the 360 each month they're always from this point on backwards compatible with the xbox one so if you're an xbox one owner instead of just getting two games a month you're getting all four because you know on the ps playstation plus i can put those ps3 games in my cart but i'm never ever going to own a ps3 again so what's the point whereas now every month there's two extra games that are ready to download and install on my xbox one if i need them yeah and the xbox typically has the much better lineup i think and a big part of it is because of what you're saying but man the xbox games this month uh, they're (laughs) the xbox one titles yeah, yeah they're I mean, for February or like the only really good one is Gears 2. But anyone yeah. who's owned any form of an Xbox within the last like 10 years have probably yeah. already had. I'm looking forward compatible. to that because I'm looking forward to that because I have uh, the Gears Ultimate Edition. And, and once I play through that, I'll, I'm sure I'll be interested in what happens next. And I've never played Gears 2 either. So for me, what? I'm stoked uh, on that. Actually, I was stoked on that release. As, as someone who's played all three Gears games, no, you really won't. <laughs> yeah, uh, what, what was the ending for Gears 2? How about we don't talk about that right now? No, I remember one Gears day I'm 3. Going to it. I remember, did you play Gears 3? I played all three of them. Isn't there four? There's well, Judgment. There's judgment. Yeah. Is that a prequel or just a side story? It's a, story. a prequel slash side story. Mm, okay. What was what was what happened in two? Nothing. It was that it was the game that ended so abruptly that there was a ton of articles about how the achievement ruined the ending because it seemed like such a non-ending that they didn't know it was the end until the achievement popped up immediately. <laughs> and that oh, was like really? finish the game. Yeah. Oh, that's like, pretty hilarious. Like without spoiling anything, it's just like a bunch of nothing happens, and all of a sudden, as soon as the ending cutscene started, it said, "You know, achievement unlocked, beat the game," and everyone was like, "What the fuck? That was the end." I mean, I guess it's better to be spoiled, to be disappointed by the achievement than be disappointed when the credits start rolling. But still, like fucking, uh, fucking Call of Duty, <laughs> fucking Stabler. What, 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 what detective, detective Stabler? You know, data rapes you. Um, uh, what's, you can't what's go to the, the special victims from- unit when you're raped by the special victims unit. <laughs> um what's the xbox game for gold i know the only one i know is sticks master of shadows which came out on ps plus like six months ago Um, was that on ps plus i don't remember that ever being on ps plus i have it on my playstation no i also heard it wasn't very good no it's not it's it says it's hands of hand of fate which i don't even think's out yet uh sticks gears of war 2 and then whichever game you just said sticks master of shadows which is like it's like a weird like it's not based on the band, is it? <laughs> I think it's based on the, the river. Game, when I first read the title of the game, I thought I was like, that's cool. They made a game about sticks. No, I think not it's based off the river sticks, which is also, I'm pretty sure the band got its name. Ah. Oh, and, and actually, Hand, I thought Hand of Fate sounded quite interesting. It's like, uh, yeah, it is out, actually. It came out uh, about a year ago for PS4, Xbox One, uh, Linux, Windows, and OS X. It's like a RPG card game. Um, it's like a deck building title, and then the cards turn into like full 3D elements of like a dungeon or something. All I did was I, I was like, "What the heck is that?" And so I clicked on the Microsoft Store page, and the description at least sounded quite interesting. Deck building? No, that's not what I said. 
that's it for me. Um, there's nothing really. Oh, there's like Counter Strike Go stuff, but yeah, you guys don't care about that. So, you guys got anything else you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, there's a few. There's a few cool things. Uh, Zach and Wiki is on, uh, or it is about to hit the Wii U Virtual Console. Um, it's a game I didn't. Oh, did it? Was I? I wrote the article and I don't remember. But uh, twenty bucks. From what I've heard, it was criminally underplayed and one of the best. Uh, titles of last generation and nobody has played it or heard of it it seems like so i I wouldn't i wouldn't say it's one of the best titles of last generation but it was it was it was definitely criminally underrated Mm -hmm. like it's it uh it was it's like a it's it's like a point and click adventure game some of the levels are 2d some of the levels are full 3d um you don't really it's um what's that blizzard game with the the dudes like um no um vikings vikings as a blizzard game yeah, um, where you play the three different Vikings and like you switch off and like one character does one thing and another character it's like a and you solve puzzles. You ever play know. Vikings? Neverwinter Nights. But, uh, no, Viking. <laughs> Is that Trine? Trine? Are you talking about Trine? <laughs> anyway, it, it reminds me of that. Uh, it, it was uh, you, you're gonna need a sensor bar though because it's a point and click game. No, Zach. Yeah, Zach and Wiki was really good though. I feel like yeah. it was another one of those games where people were too busy convincing themselves that the Wii didn't have any good games to play it. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm glad. It seemed that like it's any, any good third party titles on the Wii U, they were just like, or on the Wii where no, yeah. nobody played them or heard of them ever. It seemed like <laughs> my favorite argument uh, along those lines is, man, the Wii is like a fucking baby console. There's no mature rated games. Wasn't like get- Mad World one of the most like violent games of last generation, and, and then, you had like no more heroes and Silent Hill Shattered Memories and, and, and then, uh, House of the Dead Overkill was great. <laughs> right. But then when whenever one of those games came out, it's like, why is this on the Wii? That's a baby console. It's like, but what? <laughs> <laughs> There's a game where you literally jack off to power your lightsaber to cut people into pieces. I don't. What think, do you want? I don't think you know what literally means, but you, no, you literally <laughs> jack off your lightsaber. Did you play No More Heroes? Yeah, I did. You jack off the lightsaber to power it up. That's not what you said. What did I say? It's more like a shake weight off. type thing. <laughs> But you also said you literally jack off to power your lightsaber, which was yeah. incorrect. Uh, in any case, uh, that you know, Zach, you and Wiki, Zach and Wiki looks awesome. Uh, Mighty Number no. Nine has been delayed again. Uh, <laughs> when I saw that, <laughs> which is I think is quite hilarious because last time it was delayed, didn't they say that there would be no more delays? Yeah, and the thing too is last time they delayed it, they said it was because of um, of problems with the network mode, which nobody cares about. And then this time around, they delayed it and didn't even bother giving it a new date. And <laughs> they said it was for the same reason because of the network mode. And it's, it's like, it like, like I was saying, we were texting about it a little bit. And I was like, no one cares about the network mode. Just patched in later or something. Or, it, or release the single player game and give up on that. Yeah, like, well, that would probably piss people off because I'm pretty sure that was one of the stretch goals it reached. But uh, okay. um but yeah, I mean, no one plays. This is supposed to be Mega Man, and no one plays Mega Man for whatever tacked on online mode they can come up with. So totally, yeah. Just bring out the single player. Stop pissing everyone off. And and I mean, we've we've talked about Mighty Number no. Nine over and over again. But people wouldn't be so mad if they didn't already announce an anime and try to kickstart a second game. Yeah. Totally. So, but it's okay because KG Nafune wrote a long letter saying he's sorry over and over again. <laughs> I mean, as long as he's sorry, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it is, it's not too late now to say sorry. So, but while you're not playing, he's missing more than just your body. Mighty, while you're not <laughs> playing, while you're not playing Mighty Number no. Nine, and uh, when you're done with Zack and Wiki, uh, one of the best, probably the best games on PS3, and it hit PS4, uh, sorry, PC last uh, late last year would be uh, Valkyria Chronicles, which is now being released uh, in a remastered edition on PS4. Um, it's going to be in 1080p with 60 frames per second gameplay. It's got that gorgeous cel-shaded look. Um, it's like a tactical uh, turn-based. It's No, it's not, not turn-based, but a tactical RPG. Um, that's mm, that, Oh, yeah, it's like, a, it's like an action RPG. Yeah, it's like an action RPG. Uh, like Final Fantasy XII. It includes all of the downloadable content, which includes a bunch of extra missions and extra hard mode. Um, it comes the, Wait, there was DLC with that? I thought it was a GameCube game. No, it was a PS3 game, as I just said a moment ago. <laughs> what's the PS? What's the, what was the the PS3 game or the the GameCube game? Skies of Arcadia. No, that was a Dreamcast game, and also a GameCube game. <laughs> what 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 was that that action RPG fucking GameCube Force? game? Not, ah! 
Uh, no. Anyways, it's coming oh, this spring. Fuck. It's coming this spring for thirty bucks, uh, and will come physical in a physical edition that has a cool steel case uh, or digitally. And there's a lot of good really releases coming out in the next little while. I mean, you got Zack and Wiki, you got Valkyria Chronicles. They just announced uh, today that Final Fantasy Tactics Advance was coming to the virtual console, which I'm Tales kind of, of Symphonia. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm kind of afraid of that one because I think that aside from maybe Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, the game that I've put the most hours into in my entire life might be Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. So that was that that was one of the games where my save data got corrupted and lost. I feel and, like you had a lot of issues with that. Um, Must I've be that got, cold Alaskan air. Why are you so mean? It's just I I wasn't being mean. I mean it's uh, Alaska. It's cold. Electronics don't like cold. Yeah, they do. I mean it's it's great in the winter. In the winter because I look. I live in a hangar, and in the winter it's cold, Avi. Um, and I, I can just fucking overclock the shit out of my PC, and it just like it's going great. That's cool. So, that's that's good, <laughs> good, good for you. Is it hangar? Is it hangar eighteen? That's actually the name of my Wi-Fi. Is hangar eighteen? Guess what the password is? Megadeth. No, oh, it's I know too much, but um, li- I don't know if you really want to advertise your passwords on the show. Okay, nobody I, lives in Alaska. Yeah, I doubt that anybody's going to find the 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 hangar that I live in. And if they want to get on my Wi-Fi, fucking go ahead. It's not very fast, so actually very fast, but it's just it's off right not now. very fast. And then the I mean, probably thing... fast for Alaska. Oh yeah, it definitely is. And before we move on, I'm yes. surprised that none of us have gotten to talking about Detective Pikachu. Oh, I forgot about that. It I have that was one of the weirdest, coolest trailers I've ever seen. I didn't I mean, I, watch I, the trailer. Like I heard, it, I have no idea what's going on, but I was so right intrigued. Now. Watch it right now, Shane. And right. <laughs> um, and while we're while Shane's watching that, the the Super Bowl commercial was not anything I thought it was going to be, but it was so cool and interesting, and and it was just like very like it's so totally acceptable to like this, and like yeah, there was the much. dad, and he was like, you can do that to the kid. And, uh, you know, it was just very heartwarming. And I was like, I was like that kid, you know, that dad played Pokemon when he was a kid and the wife doesn't want him to play anymore. But he's like, if you play, I can play again, too. And that's what I got. (laughs) But it was very heartwarming. And uh, and I really enjoyed that commercial. Football players don't play Pokemon. Uh, You don't know that. Dude, like, here's here's the thing is that Pokemon was and still is like just one of those cultural shifts. Every every everybody. Even my 70-year-old dad will see a Pikachu and be like, oh, it's the Pokemans. Like, everybody knows with it. It's, 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 uh, nope. <laughs> uh, no. that's how Shane got here. Um, hey, that's uh, okay. Um, but everybody knows what Pokemon is. And so to say that, like, even the, the jocks in school, when Pokemon came out in elementary school and, like, middle school, played Pokemon. Everyone had the cards. So to say the football players, I mean... Well, the Everybody players grew- had the cards after they took them from me. <laughs> <laughs> and your girlfriend. I'm going to take your girlfriend, too. Um, <laughs> I didn't have a girlfriend in high school. What are you talking about? Not Jigglypuff. <laughs> so so I, I just watched the trailer for uh, Detective Pikachu. The fuck? Is, is Pikachu, like... Was he speaking not in just his... Like, was he saying more than his name? Oh, I don't know. I, I watched it with the sound off. So. I mean, I... You know, they announced the game last year, but no one knew anything about it until this trailer came out. And they said and it was going to have anything about it. Yeah. Well, they said it was going to star a talking Pikachu, but I didn't expect the talking Pikachu to have like this really fucking deep, like <laughs> smoker voice either. It was the most bizarre thing. And the way his mouth moved is kind of creepy. I like, I like um, who wrote up the article on the, the website? Um, uh, that was Adam, uh, Adam, I believe. That picture that he used was fucking hilarious. Go, go <laughs> check out the article we wrote up because he like. He's like, he had a screenshot from a tech demo uh, from last year and just like the creepiest Pikachu you've ever seen in your life. It was pretty creepy. It, 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 and this seems like a, just from looking at the trailer, it seems like a Pokemon meets Heavy Rain meets Hotel Dusk meets uh, um, Phoenix Law and Wright. Order. Yeah, Phoenix Wright. That's it had one. like the investigation aspects of like the Phoenix Wright crime scenes. Is Pikachu going to investigate Pokemon rape crimes? I would um, doubt that. If he's voiced by Detective Seriously. Stabler in the English version. <laughs> That's such a weird fucking thing. <laughs> and then this, the last thing was that probably, I mean, Juan's not here, but I don't know. I feel like I'm a weird, I'm the weird one who cares about story and fighting games. So it made me happy to read that Street Fighter V is going to get some expanded story DLC. 
um, a few months after launch that is going to bridge the story between Street Fighter 4 and Street Fighter 3 because you'll have the people like me that were like, when Street Fighter 3 came out and it's like, there's no characters in this except Ryu and Ken and everyone else is new. Like, what the fuck happened to Bison? What the fuck happened to everyone else? <laughs> and then Street Fighter 4 came out and it pretty much ignored everyone from Street Fighter 3 and then brought back all the old people. So then it's like, so now... Na- now and they had said four was a prequel to three but a sequel to two so now in street fighter five it's going to bridge four and three so that we're going to know how bison i guess dies or something or disappears and how gill comes to be so i'm excited (laughs) i'm you didn't sound too like confident with your excitement i mean i know i'm excited but who knows like because they were saying that street fighter 4 was going to have an ex- a bigger story than previous street fighter games too and it usually just was a short anime cutscene at the beginning and end of the single player mode that usually had nothing to do with anything i'm just hoping i hope that they take a page out of like games like blaze blue and persona 4 arena ultimax which is going free next month um, I, I, they, I, I i really want to pick that game up because all of those games had really like expansive stories with like um branching paths and that kind of thing alternate endings and like if they do if they try they can put together good stories for fighting games so i'm hoping that street fighter 5 finally catches up on that you know what fighting game had a really good story what king of fighters budokai tenkaichi that's because it's based off an anime (laughs) that's the joke okay guys what have we been playing last week who's going first uh i have been playing (laughs) Uh, as Josh mentioned, I picked up. Uh, <laughs> Why do you stop? <laughs> Why do you stop? Because you because you're being a dick. <laughs> it's, it's just you're like <laughs> who's gonna go? Well, I've been playing, and then Josh raised his hand. <laughs> oh, I've missed the. I was the one that was like, we need to use this, and then I you didn't, didn't use it. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Josh. No, I was I was just raising my hand because it was quiet. Oh, okay. Um, so I picked up uh, WWE 2K16. I've been trying, kind of getting back on the uh, wrestling bandwagon a little bit recently. Um, I haven't watched like the last time I watched it was probably like 1998 or something. Uh, and then my parents said it was a bad influence on me and blocked it on the satellite dish, so I never got to watch <laughs> it again. Uh, they were wrong. It was fine, but. Uh, what do, you, what do you think your parents thought of like when they found out you started having sex? They probably think you're still a virgin. Uh, I don't really want to talk about that. So are you are you still a virgin? Not after uh, Comic-Con. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, but uh, the WWE Network sounded really cool, so I was like, oh, let's pay t- like eleven ninety nine and grab a month of that and see what's up. And uh, we ended up watching the uh, after the fact, but the pay per view from last month, which is the TLC pay per view, had a lot of fun with it you know, started trying to catch up a little bit. And I was like, this is really fun and enjoyable. And watched the Royal Rumble the other night, as we alluded to at the beginning. Uh, really good sale on 2K16. And and we were looking for more kind of multiplayer Xbox One games because we picked up a second controller for it. Um, and that seemed like it fit the bill. So we've been playing that. Really fun. Um, I don't know if it's just me, but a couple of weeks ago, and I was talking about UFC and how hard it was. I'm having the same problem with this game. Uh I mostly have just been playing the career mode, which has you creating a superstar, uh, which doesn't start out with very good stats. And you, as you win matches, or in my case, lose matches, uh, you gain, and in my case, slowly gain, you know, <clears throat> stat points basically that you can use to increase your character's stats, which helps them get more reversals or be faster or have more stamina or whatever. It's it's much more of like a simulation-based game, like your character actually gets tired, um, which means you can't do the same moves or you move more slowly or whatever. But I'm playing this like this career mode, and I think I have only won one match out of like 25 matches so far. And it's always like I'll be doing fine for a while, and then their character will have like six reversals, and mine will only have like three. And then I'm out of reversals, and then he kills me, basically. Um, you so die I in wrestling? Well, like, he You're wins. Or he, he, he pins me. <laughs> Chris Benoit. He, he well, he didn't die, die in wrestling. wrestling. He died at home. <laughs> uh, or, you know, and then I get pinned, or they climb out of the cage, or whatever. But I'm really enjoying it so far. Uh, some of the stuff, it, like, it's not a great-looking game, I've noticed. The crowds tend... The crowds, like, there's a lot of actually fully modeled uh, people in the crowds, but they don't look very good. And I don't know if it's just, like, they only they put more attention into 
specific wrestlers. Oh but yeah, like, for sure. <laughs> like we were playing like a Divas match at one point, and it looked like a like a late era PS2 game almost. And and then and then don't, we played, you, don't you remember when that was like jo- Josh's like big complaint like a few weeks ago? I don't remember actually. Yeah, because no, I was saying that, that like, the character I wanted to use the most was Tyler Breeze, who's one of the NXT guys. Oh, and his and, mouth looks so weird. Yeah, he looks terrible. And yet, yeah, like if you pick, um, you know, if you pick ro- like one of their golden ch- children, like Roman Reigns or Triple H, like they look. Yeah, perfect. I was just gonna say. Then, like oh, the, the next that. match we played, and one of us was Triple H, and it was like at points I was like, "Is that just like is that video footage? Like it looked so good." Um, so that kind of is is a bit weird. But I'm having fun with the game and looking forward to. You know, the universe mode sounds cool. It sounds like there's a lot of content in there anyways. It it seems like there's, is there a, like unlockables and stuff? Like it seems like there's a lot of wrestlers missing. Yeah, there's a lot of unlockables usually through okay. the uh, Stone Cold mode or the universe okay. mode. So, and though that's like costumes and characters and stuff? Yeah. Okay. All right. Because I was like, yeah, like Mankind's missing and, and uh, a few other guys. Uh, aside from that, all I've really been playing is uh, Oxenfree, which is a game by a new studio that uh, launched a couple weeks ago. Um, it launched on, it's available now for Xbox one and PC and, uh, OS 10, uh, apparently in the works for PS4. It's, it's a really interesting game. It's made by, you know, kind of like Firewatch, which is out next week. It's made by a bunch of ex telltale employees. Um, and it also actually a bunch of the artists on the game were, uh, ex Disney artists. Um, it's almost really, it's quite hard to describe it. It definitely fits that. Like you're exploring, learning the story of excuse me, of the characters and of the environments uh, while, you know, it's got branching dialogue paths and stuff like that. Um, it's a fantastic adventure game. It's really like the the dialogue is super good. It's kind of like a super, it's a supernatural thriller, basically about a bunch of friends who go to this island, uh, which is like a tradition in this town that they're from, I guess. So you're playing this, a few, a few like teenagers and listening to their dialogue and stuff like that. And then this island has this kind of unique presence where at certain points of the island, you can tune your uh, a radio and, and you're basically tuning into these stations that don't exist, which you later learn um, and, it, and it's prevalent throughout the trailer. So it's not a spoiler or anything, but you later learn that these are basically like riffs through another dimension and shit starts going crazy and people start almost seeming possessed uh, and, and stuff like that. And it's really, really intriguing. Um, I haven't finished it yet. Having a blast with it so far. The art is absolutely incredible. Uh, It's a bunch of, a bunch of ex Disney artists uh, did it. It's got an, um, one of the best things I've been playing with headphones on Uh, the score and the soundscape of this game is absolutely incredible. Like, like on par with uh, like triple a titles, I would say. And it's just this tiny indie game. Um, it's got the, uh, I don't know, you would probably know if, if anyone would know, but the soundtrack is by a group called, uh, S C N T F C. S C N T F C. Yeah. So it's kind of this really like weird, uh, ambient electronica music almost. They did the music for games like sword and sorcery and something called Galax Z. Uh, I, I'm loving it. It's it's and the way that it the way that it kind of intertwines with the radio and you're using the radio and stuff is really neat. Um, the game's apparently got like mul- multiple mysteries to unravel, which span decades or even lifetimes. Uh, it's got voice some of the voice talent from The Wolf Among Us, The Walking Dead, Borderlands, stuff like that. So really, really high quality. It's about twenty bucks, and uh, it's it's definitely one of the early. Um, it's one of the, probably the first game I've played this year, uh, where I've been like, like this is starkly different and this is super memorable, and I can't wait to jump back into it. It looks beautiful, and you actually sold me on it. So. Oh, it's like, like I think if you and and it's I hate comparing like I compare this and and uh, something else recently to the Telltale titles, which the Telltale games are fantastic, and but because and and. This is made by a bunch of ex Telltale devs. It doesn't feel like a Telltale game, but just the way there's it's that's just kind of the best way to describe this branching dialogue that they have and everything like that. But it's super unique. Uh, loving the story. I can't wait to see what happens. Like it's it's one of those like like you're out loud being like, what the heck? And and just not being able to uh, the, the mystery is fantastic. I can't wait to play it some more. Yeah, um, yeah. The the group um, scientific has done a lot of video game music, um, but the uh, yeah, the audio in this game is like the it's it's so unique looking. First of all, but the audio is absolutely stellar. Uh, huh? Yeah, it's got seven inch vinyls. Scientific American is the name of the group. The guy, very cool. Uh, and I'm and I'm a music you know junkie. So sorry. 
Sorry for, sorry guys, Counter Strike and music. That's just that's just all I talk about. And Destiny and Fig. <laughs> yep. Fuck Tim Schafer. Somebody yeah. in the uh, somebody in the Steam reviews akined it to Life is Strange plus Ghost a Ghost Story. So uh, you uh, you definitely sold me on it. Yeah. No. Check it out. I I you know even like like for instance you know my fiance is not a huge gamer though she spends more time playing video games than I do as she's sitting over there playing Fallout Shelter right now. Uh, like I. Can't wait for her to try it and watch her play it because it's just it's it's just this really unique theatrical experience. Basically, have you uh, have you beat it? Have I beat it? No, I've I've put a few hours into it so far. Um, I've heard it's about six hours long or so. Um, if that's I can't remember where I read that, but pro- hopefully this week I'll be able to finish it up. Uh, Josh, what do you got? Um, pretty much spent my entire week playing Mega Dimension. Neptunia V2, which uh, doesn't come out until Tuesday, but we were able to get the review copy. And of course, I didn't share that shit with anybody. That was all mine. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, what can I say that hasn't been said a billion times already with every other Neptune game I played? But I mean, this one feels like what a sequel should be, I feel. And I mean, to be fair, it's not fair to compare all the other ones that I've played because they were all remakes of the original three games based off of the same like mechanics. So, of course, in that situation, all of them are going to be really similar. But this one takes a lot of what was a lot of what worked in the in those games and tried a lot of new things to improve on it. Um, one of which is that the like the most notable change, I think, is that the enemy AI is a lot smarter because of the way the battle system works is like you can move on the uh, battlefield a certain amount and each weapon that you have has a certain attack radius. So say if there's like a bunch of enemies standing within your attack radius, you could hit more than one enemy with your, with your attack on that particular turn. Um, but in this game, the enemies will go out of their way to like spread out. They'll try to attack your characters from behind, which does more damage. Whereas before they would kind of just attack the closest person in this group together. Um, outside of that, uh, the enemies, some of the enemies have destructible parts on them, which can, make it so that you could do more damage to them. So that's an extra layer of strategy where you can position yourself in certain areas. And then they have these new giant boss fights where it's like you're like the boss is like the entire stage in the middle of the screen. And then you could hop between like these little floating pieces of land and like spread your characters out to be able to attack it at different angles. So, I mean, it's really interesting how many new things they're trying and how much of an improvement it is overall. And Another thing, too, is that the game, instead of just being like one uh, progressive story, it's like three stories split across the game. So I finished the first storyline over the weekend, which was based off of like the whole thing was just based off of like the Dreamcast life cycle, pretty much where um, the new CPU that represents Dreamcast is like born into a, a dying universe. And then you have to go in to help save her. And Shane... I'm sure if you wanted to look up the design, it's really cool because she has like a she uses the Dreamcast memory card as like a communicator. So she's like wearing it on her wrist. What's and, what's her character name? Uh, Uzume. U-Z-U-M-E. M-E. Yeah. And like her sidekick is like a talking fish with a human face, which is an obvious reference to Seaman. Oh, she's adorable. She's the one with the red hair, right? Yeah. Orange hair. She's adorable. And and on top of all that, the game runs at like a really smooth, like six consistent 60 frames per second. And you got this in the PS4? Yes. Uh, see, I, these games are all like super visually compelling, but it's just not my. Just get it. Uh, but the thing is, like, it, it, I, I, I just don't. I'm not into like the story and stuff. I don't know. I'm not as invested in it as you are. You just get it. Okay. I feel like these games come out so rapidly. Yeah, like the Vita ones were What's all in again? really quick su- uh, succession because they were all essentially like the exact same uh, mechanics okay. and everything. But. I guess to put it in more per- in better perspective, the last core game in the franchise came out in 2012. Oh, okay, and then, that's and then this is this is the next core game. So it's okay. been like four years in between the main series. But there's been a bunch of spinoffs, and it seems like you're always talking about Neptunia, unless yeah, you just play it all the time. Yeah, there's a fucking billion spinoffs and okay. the remakes. So yeah, like I think there's been like six or seven within the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm uh, I'm not recording on my normal machine, so when I search for uh, Mega Dimension Neptunia Uzume. Um, they were all fully clothed. Uh, no, no, um, no sex. Uh, then I just turned well, off safe, safe search, and then uh, lots of porn. 
I just started at a part actually where in the second storyline where I ran into the girls based off of Capcom, Konami, um, Namco, Bandai, and Square Enix. Is the girl that's based off of Konami fucking insane? Uh, actually, yeah, she is. And she's also very good at rhythm games and sneaking. Oh. And- sneaking like the Xbox 360 game sneaking? I've always wanted to play that. I mean, that game, I mean, you, you got to, you did actually sneak in that game too. So I guess it works both ways. That's true. That, that I got, that I got, huh? That's all I'm probably going to play for the rest of my life. So, yeah. <laughs> um, the only shit that I've played um, since we last recorded has been, I finally, finally, finally fired up Splatoon. I thought and you said, talked about this last episode. We played the Splatfest together. Yeah, but we didn't have a, an episode since then. I know. I'm, I know that. I'm just saying we played the Splatfest together since the last time we recorded. Yeah, that's what I'm getting to. Wait, to spoilers. Well, that's our thing. <laughs> Uh, we are Jason Todd, <laughs> and um, and Dom dies at the end. But um, <laughs> uh, it's actually not the end. But sure. <laughs> um, sorry, Derek. Uh, <laughs> but I um, uh, fired up Splatoon and instantly fell in love with it. That game is so fucking charming. It looks gorgeous. It plays great. Um, I don't like the motion controls, and I was a little like pissed um, going to that <laughs> tutorial. But you can turn it off, and it's it just it's just more intuitive uh, to me. But uh, I competed in my first spot fest. I picked Team Future, um, and you picked Team Past, and yes. uh, Team Future lost. I lost my first spot fest. Uh, but I, I absolutely love the game. Um, it, but whenever I play, because my my geographic location, I'm playing against a lot of the like, Japanese people. Um, even though technically. Alaska is closer to New York City than it is anywhere in Japan, but that's not how the internet works. Um, so I'm playing with a lot of Japanese people. I want to, so, so all my teammates are just a, like a bunch of kanji, <laughs> and Maybe I feel like I'm just getting our like, kanji. Well, no, the, the teammate names. Uh, but I love it. I'm, I really, really like it, and um, I find Callie Marie and Marie absolutely adorable. Just adorable character. Um, I, I think I might be getting new waifus. On my list between those two. Dude, in Mega Dimension, there's so many. Like, I feel like my list will just be that game. Really? Yeah. Shit. All right. Well, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, next year, I'm going to have to like co author a waifu list because this go- is going to be the year of the waifu. Speaking of, did you see how someone was trying to like crowdfund a virtual waifu assistant? <laughs> no, do tell. And, and then, um, well, I didn't read much about it because there was something else that was more interesting where in, I think it was in, it has to be Japan. <laughs> There is a, uh, a like a fitness app where they have like this super sexy husbando like telling you you can do it like keep working I'm so proud of you. <laughs> well, there's there's gotta there's gonna be VR waifus and husbandos. That's why VR those, was like, made. You get one of those like omnidirectional um, treadmills. You can go you can go for a walk with your waifu and oh it'd be so adorable. Uh, so but yeah, quiet. absolutely loves <laughs> quiet as fuck, nigga. Um, <laughs> I love Splatoon. I'm going to probably not play it tonight because I'm going to play some Destiny. The Iron Banner started. Same shit, different day. You guys all know my my stance on Destiny. Core mechanics are fun. I would love to see Derek play it. Destiny, I played it for an entire month back in 2012 or whenever it came out. 2012? 2014. I would like you to play it with me. Nah, it's all right. I feel like I'll uh, stick to Splatoon because that'll be the only shooter I'm ever able to beat Shane at, probably. Yeah, that was I. I, I felt so inadequate because you kept beating me and beating me, and just I, I was like, I, I was like, whoa, I'm the shooter guy, and Josh is beating the shit out of me. It, it was just funny because I was just playing and not really paying attention. Then you texted me, and I was like, oh, I'm going after you. And as soon as you sent me that text, I think I started killing your whole team by myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but there was that one time I like I got you like three times in a row. Yeah. Like I, I recognized your avatar. I'm like, there he is, and I fucking hunted you down, <laughs> much, much to the detriment of my team. But um, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that's probably why you get your you team kept losing. To I was ground, trying to cover him. Yeah, I was focusing on covering up. I was trying ground. to paint his face. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, uh, one of the texts I sent you was like, "I'm getting you a computer. I'm playing Counter Strike." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I had to get my my uh, masculinity back. Like uh, <laughs> I needed to just squirt your inkling with my goo. Mission objective of the week. What's the first game that you would recommend to a non-gamer? Uh, Derek. Uh, and I, I feel like it's almost too easy, but uh, as a huge fan of Telltale games. Um, well, and, and I feel like, for instance, 
I feel like a lot of non-gamers, and I don't know if it's just a Canadian thing or or an age thing or what, but I feel like a lot of non-gamers almost look down on the practice and the industry of gaming and, you know, don't see it as another form of entertainment or another form of art or whatever. Um, but, you know, those same people will eat up The Walking Dead or eat up Game of Thrones. So I feel like for most non-gamers, I would recommend something like Telltale's Game of Thrones game or Telltale's The Walking Dead game because that of course is tying in something that they already love into you know and and I think and it's not even arguable I think that Telltale's like The Walking Dead game is the best and Jonathan has said said it as well but it's the best form of The Walking Dead it's better than the comic it's better than the TV series better than the cereal it's better than the, it's better than the breakfast cereal um but yeah so to it's just a bunch of partially fertilized to eggs mix something food. that they already they already like and are already interested in with of course, a video game. It's it's an addicting as hell game. It's easy to get into because it's easy to control. The action is fairly limited. You're just you know walking around making decisions for these characters, and the decisions progressively get harder. And uh, you know, obviously, you inst- you make a decision and you instantly regret not choosing the other option. But you can't go back to figure out what that option would have done. Think, All that sort the, of stuff. The control scheme. Uh, it reminded me of a joke that I saw on 4chan about um. L.A. Noir. It's like uh, from the point of view of like your detective partner. It's like uh, uh, Cole just walked around the guy's apartment and rubbed his <laughs> junk on everything for five minutes and then totally, <laughs> uh, totally. And so <laughs> it's 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 just an easy game to get into, and then you can expand based on that. But they're all, they're going to be super interested in it because it's not something that's completely native to them. It's a property that they already like or that they already love, and it's you know in Game of Thrones' case, it's connected directly with the television show and all that sort of stuff. I feel like that's a great place to start. Actually, really, it's a much better answer than I have. So, well, thanks, Josh. Um, I'd probably say like a. I would say like a fighting game because that's what I started with, really. Um, just because there's that certain level of like instant reward to it. Like once hmm. you are actually able to beat someone, it gets really addicting. And then once their confidence gets built up, I'll play against them and make them quit. <laughs> Dick. Um, I, I don't know. Um, my answers, and I, I would like to qualify that this like a game to a non gamer. So like, would you would you consider like those like drop in drop out like mobile games? games to get somebody in like like candy crush because that's fucking super easy just like you know that's but i mean yeah it's like i mean yeah it's like a non-game i feel like i i look at the question more of like uh someone's like hey what's you know what's this video game thing all about i'd be like well sit down and try this like or portal portal is a great one because it's 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 a phenomenal game it's short they can you know they can finish it in a couple sittings it's easy Tell to control to I Justine <laughs> I, I don't get the reference but it's easy I, to control I Justine, um, I Justine had a like let's play channel for like a minute and she was playing Portal 2 on the PS3 and she was just like so fucking bad at it that and she got so much vitriol it was just like like we don't know if you're acting but you're, you're just it, it's it was so bad she like took all the Portal Two videos off of her gaming channel like it was it was em- embarrassing you could probably find copies on YouTube but look look that up because that was that's a fucking that's a hoot okay uh but that would be I I feel like that would be a good recommendation as well or even like Diablo Three like that's super easy to control it's it's a group based game so it's you know it's it that that one's really fun so um so I. Uh, <sighs> I have a I have a few the way I would approach this. I was like, yo, I want to I want to get into video games. I would honestly give them an NES and Super Mario Bros. One and just say, here you go, um, because everybody's played it and it's it's easy it's easy. But then like it's got a good like difficulty progression. It's easy to understand and it gets them into the 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 mechanics of because in all video games there's kind of a like expected. Uh, like it's kind of like how on like cell phones, you know that if you're in a menu, if you long tap, you're going to get the alternate menu. Or if you're in a computer, like there's there's this like standard, and all video games kind of have a standard. And you know, Super Mario Bros. will teach the standards like touch enemies, bad, jump on top of them, good, power ups, good. You know, if you know, it, it it puts like the core understanding of what video games are. But when you said stuff like get them into something they're interested in, that just reminded me of my, of my dad. He loves flight sims. He's a he's a flight instructor. He's a pilot, so he loves flight sim games. And I built him this screaming PC, and it came with some free games. It came with Bioshock Infinite, and it came with Tomb Raider. And he was really into Bioshock Infinite. He thought the story was amazing, 
but he just couldn't get around the FPS mechanics. But he fired up Tomb Raider, and it was fun for him to play. So uh, he had no no interest in the story at all. Well, I, I, he eventually got interested in the story because it was fun for him to play, and it had an easy progression. So I guess I don't have I really have a good answer. Um, you know, give them Mario. Give them a Pokemon game. Um, uh, give them a Game Boy. Something like super simple that'll get that'll get their feet wet. Um, but but you brought up a great point is you know give them stuff if they're into the Walking Dead give them like those Telltale games that have compelling stories. So I guess I I don't really have an answer. <laughs> I'm just real scattershot on it. Yeah, I mean there's a lot of good choices. I mean another big reason why I pick Street Fighter is because my mom always used to play it with me. Then she would pick Blanca and trap me in the corner with like an infinite electricity, and it used to make me like gave me my first experience rage quitting on anybody. Except I was rage quitting on my mom. So sounds dirty. It was dirty. Uh, All right. uh, Around the site, boys, uh, I called dibs on our current uh, giveaway. We're giving another thingy away. We're giving away this amazing prize pack for the movie Hitman Agent 47. Uh, We're giving away the Um, Blu-ray, the the signature red tie, an Agent 47 t-shirt, and this really cool looking metal briefcase like the one he has in the movie. And it's like a straight up like foam lined metal briefcase um and it's a it's the price pack is worth about a hundred bucks so get on that Over you have dollars us yeah so about a lot of money dollars canada and uh, just, just before the show cauliflower is up to ten dollars now like ten dollars a what ten, ten canadian dollars for a head of cauliflower oh so like okay uh not ten dollars a kilo you have kilos right kilos or pounds we do have kilograms Okay. Uh, so yeah, check check it out, check that out. There's a lot of ways to enter. Uh, you can tweet a message to enter daily, so you can enter multiple times. Uh, and you have until next Tuesday at midnight to get into that. Derek, what do you got around the site? Uh, I'm actually going to go for the. I thought the guest for the Pro- Geekscape proper uh, podcast was super interesting this week. Uh, yeah. His his name is Adi Shankar. Super interesting dude. He's uh, actually a Hollywood producer. He's produced a lot of great stuff, like the gray, uh, the the dread movie from a couple of years ago that everybody fell in love with lone survivor. Um, but almost more interestingly, he has the, uh, bootleg, that bootleg universe series of fan films. Um, probably the one that got the most notoriety was the kind of R rated, uh, power Rangers adaptation that Joseph Kahn directed. Yeah. Power um, slash Rangers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, super interesting conversation, super interesting guy. Great episode of the show. Um, yeah, no, I, I would definitely say to listen to that. I, I was um uh not to like insult him or anything, but I was really surprised how well the podcast turned out. Uh, I followed him on Facebook, and his post just annoyed the fuck out of me. Like it, it, it and I, I mentioned that. To, huh? Well, no, I'm saying it's not my guest, not my guest. Hey, what I'm saying is he was a very surprising guest, and I enjoyed the show thoroughly. Dicks and Josh. Um, I'm gonna do what I did I think a few weeks ago and pick two things because I'm selfish. Um, one is Matt's article on the Pokemon boutique, boutique, which is local to us LA folk. But yeah, I might have to time, send you some money to get me some stuff. Yeah, last time they had it, they had a lot of really interesting stuff, like a Pokeball diamond ring for like way more money than I would, cared to spend. But um, mostly it seems like El Chucho might be making a appearance at the event. So, oh, geez. Yeah, so... So we'll, I'm sure we'll find a way to cover that. And lastly, just because I'll probably never have a chance to talk about this for a very long time, um, I wrote a list that I'm sure no one else read about High School Musical's 10th anniversary last week. <laughs> so, <I know. laughs> and it took me three hours. So check it out. I'll I can give, only read it. it so read. Many, I can only read it so many times. I'll I'll give it a read just because you said it took so long. Yeah, I don't even know why. I think we were watching Legends of Tomorrow, and then Megan kept showing me like fail videos. <laughs> okay, um, that was it. That was level sixty-two. Everybody, you can find us as always at Geekscape.net. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Geekscape Games. I'm on Twitter at Shane O'Hare. SSJ can on gaming platform. I'm at D Cranavelt and Captain K17 on gaming platforms. What's, what's and, the etymology of Captain K17? Cranavelt, uh, and he's a captain. Uh, it was actually a, I don't know why I was, it was, I was trying to come up with an Xbox live name ages ago. And at the time I was in middle school and my middle school English teacher always had like nicknames for everyone. And he always called me like Captain Cranavelt for some reason. So then I went for Captain K on the Xbox. 
And was there 16 others ahead of you? No, actually, I think I was 17 at the time. So 17 in middle school? No, it would have been high school. <laughs> uh, uh, Josh? <laughs> and I'm, as usual, at Inu Joshua. And yes, that is a reference to the anime. I, that only I took Shane years to figure that, that out. blew my fucking mind at the end of last week's episode. I, I, it, I was just like, I was just like, Inuyasha, then, holy shit. <laughs> and, and then to, to save you another couple years worth of thought, Megan's is Kago Megan. Oh, I didn't know, but that's adorable. That's so fucking cute. You guys should get married. Yeah. Well, you got to get divorced first. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys back here next week. Bye, everybody. Uh, bye. Bye.